Welcome to the Right Now Show. This show is all about inspiring our generation, people in their 20s, to go out and actually go for your dream, to find out what your purpose and your mission in life is. And I know that you listening, you are capable of so much more than you can possibly imagine. And I want you to go out and I want you to make that happen. And on this show, we're going to bring on people that have inspired us, that are absolutely just crushing it in life and have overcome insane odds. And this show is called The Right Now Show because the only thing that is truly real is this moment. Let's get into the show. All right, awesome. So Alex, can you tell me a little bit about yourself like right now? Like, what do you do day to day? Like, what's your daily grind? I know you're in the marketing world, um, but what does life look like? For you right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my main business is my marketing consulting agency. Um, recently, we've shifted from doing more done for you services to focusing more on the consulting side of things. Um, and that's really more of the strategy um, and kind of coaching and consulting business owners to what even they should be doing. Um, I found that a lot of business owners had a lot of confusion still and were kind of having this approach of like just posting just for for the sake of posting um, mm-hmm. and not really knowing why they were doing things. So um, that's really where I find that my strengths are in the marketing area. And that's what I love to do. So uh, again, this is something that I've been shifting to like since the beginning of this year to focus more on the consulting and coaching side of marketing. Um, and the podcast, uh, my own podcast is actually a really big part of what I do in my day to day um for maybe like the past six months or so it's something that i've been getting more into um that is part of my own content marketing strategy for my own brand so um it's something that you know creates a little bit of curiosity around my business and who i am and what i do um and then the podcast is also something that we use on our own social media channels and um, really just across platforms so Um, that's mostly what I do like on a day-to-day basis is meet with clients, help clients. And then also, um, recently a lot of podcasting as well. That's awesome. So, you know, obviously you haven't always been in this marketing space. What's the story of how you, you know, became the person, how you are today? Yeah. Um, so I started in business and marketing when I was 18 years old. Um, so fresh out of high school, I was living in Cancun, Mexico at the time. And, um, I was uh, looking for what to do after high school. The most obvious thing that all my friends were doing were to go straight into university. Um, but something about that just didn't really sit quite right with me. I was like a little unsure of even what I wanted to study. So just going right into school and spending all that time and money on something that I wasn't quite sure of yet didn't sit right with me. So I thought I would take maybe a year or two and just figure out what I actually wanted to do. Um, I was offered a job at uh, one of the largest vacation resorts in Cancun doing marketing for them. And I had absolutely no knowledge of marketing at the time, um, but they really just needed people who spoke English as a first language. And so that was kind of my way in. They were willing to teach me everything on the job. And um, that's really where I discovered my love for business and marketing and sales. So I learned a lot during that job. I did that for four years. Um, After that, came back to Canada and went back to school to actually get the formal education in what I do. Um, But I specialized in social media and online marketing, so which is what I do now. 
um, and loved it. Just really fell in love with it. When I was in school, I really found that I had this entrepreneurial side of me. So I didn't really want to go work for someone else. I wanted to do my own thing and be able to help people that way. Um, being an entrepreneur for me is really having freedom to create the kind of life that you want on your own terms. And so that really called to me and that's how I got started. Do you think uh, being an entrepreneur is easier or you think it's just different? Ooh, that's a really, I think it's, um, I definitely think it's challenging. And the way that I think of it is like, it's doing the difficult things now so that you can have a easier life later. Um, because of course, in a lot of ways, um, as an entrepreneur, you're putting a lot of hours in, you're putting in a lot of effort. There are no nine to five hours as an entrepreneur. It's something that is it's with you all the time. And yeah. at least for me, my brain never shuts off. Like it'll be going 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it does get to the point where it is a lot sometimes. But again, I think it's doing the hard things now so that you can have that freedom, um, both financially as well as for time freedom um, down the road. And that's kind of how I see it is I'm making this investment now. Um, whereas, you know, being, uh, a, a nine to five, having a nine to five, um, is also challenging in its own way, For sure. but I think you definitely do have more of that space to just turn things off when you come home and, you know, um, whereas an entrepreneur, you, you really have to set those boundaries so that you can still get some rest in between what you're doing. Yeah, I totally agree. I kind of look at it as if like you're paving your own trail. Like say we're going up a mountain and there's like trails that you follow with like the red dots on the trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but like when you're an entrepreneur, like you have to ignore that and you have to pave your own trail to go up. So it's a lot harder, but you're kind of going to a different place and you have all the freedom in the world to go wherever you want. But in a sense, it's, it's a lot harder. And you're, you're right. It's like it's not a nine to five job. You're pretty much working all the time. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. it. That's how I view it. It's you're paving your own path. And of course that's going to be difficult because there was nothing there before. So you're literally creating something out of nothing is what I was, is how I describe entrepreneurship. Um, and that's of course going to have its own set of challenges. Um, but I think for me, at least something that is so, so worthwhile in the end. Yeah. So what kind of mindset, what kind of mindset do you think you know, people that want to take that route, what, what do they need? Cause it's not for everybody. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, really being an entrepreneur is like, I would say 90% mindset goes into yeah. being an entrepreneur. Like I think really only 10% of it is actually what you're doing. Um, 90% of it is really your mindset and what you're thinking and what you're feeding yourself day in and day and day out. So a huge part of even what I do to continue to invest into my own skill set and my business is to invest in my mindset, invest into coaching courses, conferences, you know, um, things that are constantly feeding me and um, raising and growing my skill set, as well as my mindset and also having those daily practices or daily habits um, where you just continue to, you know, listen to growth related content or read a few pages of a book every day, just doing things that are expanding your mindset. Because I think having that growth mindset is such a huge part of being on an entrepreneur so that you can, um, look at things and not 
feel stuck when something difficult comes up, because of course it will happen inevitably. That's part of running a business or starting something new. And you have to have that growth mindset, which allows you to just um, look at things and not feel stuck. Right. And one of the ways to attain that mindset is to have coaches and mentors and go to these seminars. Um, So do you have like mentors in your life or coaches in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Quite a few, actually. Um, I've done a lot of um, programs and uh, trainings with both Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi. Um, And I think they're really just incredible, amazing at what they do. Um, They really do work a lot with your mindset, which has really broken through um, a lot of things for me. And then I also have other people um, who are closer to me um, who are like mentors or coaches as well. Some of them more on a personal um, side of things and others more in the business realm. Um, But I think both are so important because you have to be well, even as a whole being so that you can um, really achieve things in your business and show up the way you want. Definitely. Now, uh, I know you're in the marketing, so you're an entrepreneur and you're in the marketing space and marketing is probably the most important part of business. So, you know, looking at businesses, what what do they typically struggle with when it comes down to marketing? I think really one of the biggest things is just an understanding of what they should be doing. Um, There is a lot of information overwhelm out there. And a lot of different people with a lot of opinions on what it is that you should do. Um, One of the things that I really strive to do with the people that I work with is sit down and actually look at the strategy over why they're doing the things that they're doing or what we actually should be focusing our time and efforts on. Um, You know, there's a million and one ways to go about marketing. And some of them may work great for some people, but that may not work for your particular business or situation, just depending on what your business is, what your audience is, what your market is, um, as well as yourself as a business owner. So it has to really be a strategy from a place of what's something that's actually going to work for your specific business. Because again, even if it's the best marketing advice in the world, if it's not um, directly related to you, is is it going to work for you? Probably not. And so um, that's really, I think, where business owners in general tend to struggle is just kind of blindly following advice because someone on the internet said to do it and that may not work for their specific situation. Right. So you have to find your own custom formula, your own custom plan. That's kind of what you help people with. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like anything, you know, I think like it would be the same for, for example, following a health and nutrition plan or, you know, a, um, a strategy for your life, really. So why would business be any different? That's how I see it. That's a really, really good way to put it. Now, I watched your your brand story, your video on your social media, the, the one you have pinned to the top and uh, this whole idea build it and they will come. Like, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, that was really, um, when I was starting my company, it really, I noticed that that was, uh, a misconception that a lot of business owners had, um, was that they would create this incredible business or, you know, have this amazing set of products and people will just show up on your website or at your door to purchase from you. And that's just not how it works. Often, uh, in business, 
you know, the one that is most successful is not even the one with the best product or service, but the one with the better marketing. And so I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that even if you have the best business, the best service, the best product, you still have to market it. And marketing is really just how you're communicating or how you're conveying what your business does, what your products are. Um, And so, of course, you have to be able to communicate that in a strong and powerful way because you might know everything about your product, but your prospects, they don't know anything. So you have to be the ones to tell them. For sure. Do you have like a real life example of someone, you know, um, in the regular world? Like uh, for me, like Chick-fil-A comes to mind, like they do an amazing job at marketing or uh, one of the brands, they, they used to sell shorts, it's Fabletics, and they used to get like Kevin Hart and everyone to like market for them. What are some uh, businesses that are marketing like really well in your opinion right now? Yeah, well, I love the example and the story of uh, Gymshark. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're quite oh, yeah. large on social media as well. And they really started like as a, a tiny, tiny, tiny company. Um, and their, their growth has really been because of the success of their marketing and how they used, um, you know, social media marketing, online marketing, influencer marketing really to their advantage and, um, really tapped into those ways of marketing in a way that their business just exploded. And now it's massive. It's huge in a very short amount of time, um, just because of the strategies that they used. And so that, that's a really good example of 10. Of course, there are tons of other examples, but, but really, I think that's where having the, the strategy and looking at what your market is, who your audience is, and how can you best reach them? They really knew how to do that well. Yeah. How important is it to have, you know, a target audience, like a clear target audience and a niche? And if you don't know like what it is, like, how do you find that? It's huge. Yeah. Um, I think I always give the example of like, if you were at a party and there's, you know, one of the guests at the party, um, who just is kind of all over the map, like they're just all over the place. Um, and you know, one minute they have like this personality or characteristic and another minute they're, you know, like they're crying, they're laughing, they're screaming. They're like, just, it, it would seem, um, from an outside perspective, like confusing, chaotic. Um, you would probably be just a little bit like put off by that. And so that's really, that's really what happens when a business doesn't have a clear, uh, audience, a clear target market, or really a clear strategy behind what they're doing is they're just all over the map and to consumers that can seem incredibly confusing. And of course, would you put, would you invest your money with a company that makes you feel confused? No, you wouldn't. So that's really where businesses um, can start to look at their marketing strategy. And, you know, there's a series of questions that I guide uh, my clients and my students through to really define um, who their target audience, who their market really is, uh, depending on, you know, what the product is or what the business is, um, that give a lot of clarity to, okay, how is this going to start to build our entire strategy? Yeah, for sure. So what, um, so like, yeah, what is the protocol like which you take with a business? Like say if you, me and you were to sit down, I do filmmaking and say we were kind of playing this out, like how would that go? Like what questions would you ask me? What information would you try to extract from me? 
Well, I would first want to know, like, um, so who you have been working with so far, um, who you enjoy working with. You know, one of the things that we have to look at is um, who is willing and likely to pay for your services. Um, often the way that we do that is we create a buyer persona or, you know, it's kind of a character. Um, it can be a fictional character or it can be a representation of of a client that you've had in the past that you really enjoyed working with. Um, so I always give the example of, for example, if you were selling guitar picks and they were the best guitar picks in the world, you know, the best quality, they were uh, basically made out of unicorns and they just make you sound incredible at playing guitar. Uh, but you were selling them to people who don't play the guitar. Even if it was the best product in the world, if it's not valuable to the audience that you're targeting, um, you're still not going to be successful as a business. So really just um, looking at if, if you have been in business uh, for you know enough time, looking at who you've worked with in the past, who were your best clients or the people that you really enjoyed working with, the people that valued what you do um, and were willing to pay you well, there's um, a principle in marketing and it's the 80-20 uh, and, it, and it says something like uh, 20, sorry, 20% of your customers will provide 80% of the results in your business. And so right. it's really, if you were looking at all of the clients that you work with, what is that top 20%? What do they look like? What are some of the similarities, characteristics between them? Um, those can be... Uh, demographic or psychographic things. So for example, it could be something like where they live, um, maybe North America, maybe Europe, or it could be psychographics, which would be like, what is their mindset like? What is their personality like? What are the more intricate details of who they are? You know, are they, are they growth minded? Are they um, people who like to invest into themselves and their businesses? Are they people who take um, personal development conferences and seminars? And so we start to build out a sort of character for what this ideal customer looks like. An avatar, business. right? Is it called yeah. an avatar? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then now we know who we actually want to target. Mm. So obviously there's so many different ways to market. You can produce content on social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, you can do email marketing. You can go network in person and go to seminars um you know all this like how do you how do you like when you when you're doing this with a business how do you tell them to like go here and like what do they what should they do and what should they not do you know what i mean yeah it really depends on um that particular person and their skill set because mm. even if um if, for example I'll, I'll give you an example of a client that i recently worked with um, a student and you know this person was a little bit older older than us I mean um, and they felt really overwhelmed by the idea of social media and you know getting out on social media um, it was sort of a, a mental block that they had around social media and but this person was incredibly social and knew a lot of people and was really really good with doing um, like in-person networking, you know, they had um, circles where they would go and network. And so um, anyway, with this particular person, I actually recommended like, let's start with, you know, actually networking, you know, maybe getting into the Chamber of Commerce in your city, like actually building those one-to-one um, -one relationships and connections because 
um, again, this person was really a social person and did really, really well with in person. And so that's a great way also, like even though um, my speciality is online and social media marketing, at the same time, I'm not going to be so um, arrogant as to think that that's the only way to go about marketing the yeah. business because this person actually ended up being far more successful um, doing marketing that way and networking, which I think is also huge and something that shouldn't be discarded um, versus if they had spent you know, the next six months trying to learn how to make posts on Facebook, which just for their particular situation just wasn't going to happen at this time, maybe in the future. But um, so again, I think it's really just looking at the person also, because as a business owner, like you, you kind of are your business, you are your business. And um, at the end of the day, if you have the best strategy, but it's not something that you feel comfortable implementing, then you're still not going to do it. Even if it's the best plan in the world. Yeah. Can you explain what your strategy is? Like, how do you market your marketing business? Yeah. So I actually use a lot of content marketing. So that is the whole um, premise really behind the podcast um, that I do, as well as social media platforms that I'm on. Um, so I both have my own podcast as well as I will go as a guest on other podcasts, just how we're doing right now. Um, and then share those back onto my platforms. That's really a big way. And I've had um, a lot of, of feedback and, and people reaching out because of that, because they've found, you know, a podcast episode or maybe a social media post. Um, I love podcasts because I think they're so versatile. It's something that you can, you know, make a, a, an hour long episode or a 40 minute episode and you can repurpose so many different ways across social media. You can make it a blog post. You can make it into tweets. Um, you know, you can have it on YouTube, you can have it on Spotify. So there's so much that you can do with it um, and really just recreate and repurpose that content. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, I remember you had a piece of content that came out, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and you're talking about Instagram's new premium um, package or whatever it is. Um, what's like, what do you know about that? Because it's brand new. I, I think I, I actually just got verified a couple of days ago. Um, yeah. Like what's good with that? Like, what do you, what do you know about that? Yeah. I mean, um, so meta meta verified is basically going to be like the, uh, well, it is the premium subscription for Instagram. So, um, around a $15 a month price point, I believe. And, you know, it gives you a few different things, but it gets you verified. It gets you, um, more essentially more reach, um, more views on your content is what, how they're promoting it as, um, which I think, you know, is, is great for people who um, just want like that extra push, right? Like if you if you want that extra push, um, what what I personally find like a little bit suspicious is how like so many people were finding that their views were going down, their reach was going down for like months before this, and then all of a sudden this was released, and it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So, you know, it's, it's also at the same time, I think it's a double edged sword a little bit, you know, it's definitely a tool that you can use. Um, and for some people, it will be a great tool um, for other people who are not so keen on, you know, continuing to um, have this ongoing system where they need to pay the platform in order for a, a larger percent of their audience to see their posts. Um, I think it does speak to the fact that even though social media is a great tool to use in marketing, 
Um, it's not something that we can necessarily rely on. And that's something that I also tell uh, my clients and my students is think of it as like rented land, right? Social media is essentially like rented land. And when you're on there, um, you are playing by the rules of whatever platform you're on. Um, they can set the rules. It's their platform. It's their business at the end of the day. And what they want is to you know, grow their business and grow the revenue for their business. Um, so you have to kind of play the game in a way that's going to benefit you. So social media, I think, is one of the tools at our disposal. But I never recommend doing your entire marketing approach on social media because, again, you're at the essentially mercy of the platform, changing the rules, changing the algorithm, and then what happens, right? Your business right. can't just fall to the ground because the platform changed, changed the rules or in a really, um, you know, extreme example, look what happened to Vine, right? We had so many creators that were um, just solely dedicated to uh, this one platform and all of a sudden just went bust and what happened to a lot of those creators right um so it's something that you i think can't put all your eggs in one basket that's kind of how i see yeah, it do, do you know what's going on with tiktok now is that going to get canceled i don't know we're still waiting to see what's gonna happen yeah. with that. but that's another great example right like how many yeah. creators were focusing all their efforts for the last couple years on TikTok, and now the future of that platform is a little bit uncertain. So again, it's like not putting all your eggs into one basket. Um, you know, even spreading your efforts across multiple social media platforms is intelligent, but also using different um, channels, right? Like email marketing is one that not a lot of people realize how um, how large the investment is on, on your efforts on email marketing. People think email is dead and there's really no reason to still be using it, but actually, uh, email converts four times better than a social media post. So knowing that, why wouldn't you be using email as a way to grow your business in addition to social media? No, that's a really good point. What are, what are some ways to stick out on social media? Like what are some good content strategies? Um, even like with your content, like, so you can like talk to people and really hit them and make, make them pay attention to you. Yeah. Well, video is a great one. So, you know, I love that you're into that world inside of things. Um, video is a really good one because it allows us to, um, show our audience more of our personality than just a static image or static post would do. Right. Um, it's something that we can use in a really dynamic and engaging way. Um, and that's really one of my biggest suggestions is uh, maximizing video. Um, you know, you can have like the little reels um, that you, again, like using your content strategy, if, if you're going to be looking at a whole um, comprehensive content strategy approach, maybe you're doing uh, interviews or podcasts and then you're making little shorts or little clips out of that podcast and you're sharing that across your social media channels. Um, or even just sharing like a day in the life, like what does the day-to-day -day of your business look like behind the scenes for people to see, um, sharing more about your story. You know, now we're seeing more 
um, creators and businesses like getting more real on social media, which I love, you know, Mm -hmm. we're kind of dropping that mask a little bit and just being more authentic and more genuine on social media, which people respond really well to because people are kind of tired of just the, the facade, I would say. So video can be used for that as well in a really great way. For sure. So I'm a filmmaker and you're marketing and like, how does filmmaking play into marketing and how important is, you know, having high quality videos and videos that not only, you know, they hit, it hit the viewer emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. um, like how important is that? It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's something that can't be underestimated. Um, and I think it's exactly what you said. It's, it's a tool that allows to, um, really reach people on a more emotional level. A lot of, um, you know, for example, written content or um, static posts um, can be more used for conveying the logical, the logical benefits to your business, right? We know that people purchase for both emotional and logical reasons. Um, And often we will make a buying decision based on our emotions, but then we'll try to justify it with the logic. Um, But the emotions are something that can't be overlooked. And really that's kind of your way in to, um, you know, someone's, someone's attention and also someone's kind of subconscious where now it's, it's, you know, they're considering you because something about your marketing grabbed at their heartstrings, right? And now they're going to look for ways to justify it logically to say why they should spend their money in this way or with your business. So video, I think, is a great way to do that. And, um, you know, having strong videos as part of your marketing that, um, again, share your story, you know, the story of your business, how your business got started, maybe even you as um, the face of your business a little bit more about yourself um, how you started the business and what really moves you to, um, to, to do this, this mission or have this purpose, um, how you're helping people. Um, also a great one is, you know, social proof, like people want to hear not necessarily from you as a company, but from other people who have found success or, you know, found great results using your product or your services. And so that's another way that video can be used is, you know, as, as social proof, testimonials, um, just other, other clients or customers um, sharing the results. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the way I see it, it's awareness, like people being aware of you. So that's just like consistently posting. And then it goes into consideration. They're considering, you know, going with you with your service. And like if you tell your story, you have like a brand story on your social media and they mm-hmm. watch it they're so much more likely to, you know, to do work with you. And then after that is conversion. So that's kind of how it all comes together. Um, now question for you is, uh, you know, personal brand and then like a business account, which one's better to go with in what situation? Um, are we talking about like social media, for example? Yeah. Media yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you know, using your name or using a company's name, right? Cause I think people are going to trust people more than just a brand and a logo. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely depends on what the business is, what the situation is. 
Um, but you know, I think it's definitely important for your business to have, um, it's, it's presence on social media just because of how many consumers are going to social media to do research. So if, if your business doesn't even show up, you know, if your business isn't even sitting at the table where the conversation is taking place, when consumers are going on social media online to do their research, then you're not even allowing yourself to be part of that conversation to, to tap into that possibility. So definitely a business does have to have a presence on social media as their own business name. Um, that being said, again, like people will, um, trust people over, necessarily like a business right um but that's where you can you know incorporate other elements like again the social proof is a really good one um having a way that you can even generate uh like user generated content so that's where you know you um have your 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 fans your ambassadors really people that stand behind the brand that love it sharing content um that's one of the things that we look at as well as how a business can encourage uh, their biggest fans to share um, content that really talks about this business and really just shares their experience with that business. That is super, super powerful. Uh, and people are going to trust it more over your own word because they know that it's going to be biased. For sure. Yeah. So um, your brand story and your social media, like how has that helped you um, in, in terms of your own marketing and people reaching out yeah. to you? It's been huge. Um, that is a video that I filmed uh, about a year ago um, last summer when I was living in London. Um, and it was something that I knew was super important to the brand and how the brand would be conveyed across platforms. Um, and it's been massive really to, again, um, I know everything about my business, right? And so I might think like, well, because I know what my business is about, just assume that other people are going to know that too, but that's not the case, right? Someone coming across your your profile or your business's profile for the first time, they don't know anything about your business. Like assume that your prospect knows nothing about your business. And so what's the first thing that you'd want to share with them? You know, for me, um, what went into the making of that video um, it, it was quite a long project, actually it took months, um, but I really wanted it to be something that conveyed the story behind the business, the story behind the brand, um, you know, what our values are, uh, who we're trying to help, which is something that I, I outlined over that two and a half or so minute video, you know, we're about helping um, at the end of the day, it's about helping families is how I view it. You know, the way that I am able to help families is through helping um, business owners um, and businesses maximize their business. And I know that behind every business, there is a family that it is going to, um, you know, affect and, and hopefully change their destiny for the best. So that was something that I really wanted to convey, as well as the approach that we take in the business is, you know, from a very strategic place, it's looking at where's your business now. That's always the first one that we start with. And then where do you want your business to be? Which is like, what is your ideal or your ultimate vision or outcome for the business? You know, it's really tapping into a little bit more of the emotions again 
of, you know, what if, if there was no, almost if there was no like rules, what would your dream be for your, for your business? What would your vision be? And so when we start to tap into those emotions, businesses can, and business owners, um, really just start to play more and see the possibility more of what's out there. And that's really where we want to take them is on that journey, because then they'll be in a much more likely place to, um, you know, implement and do the things that are going to get them there. I think often, um, you know, especially when you've been in business for a long time, or maybe your business has been struggling, you can kind of start to fall into like the survival mode or, you know, kind of scarcity um, and just being stuck. And so that's what we want to get businesses out of. Um, and then from there, we look at how actually we can get them there. What is the strategy? What are the actual needle movers going to be to make that happen? Um, but that's really all of that is what I wanted to convey in that video. And so I think Hopefully we did a good job of that. I think we have because I've gotten uh, really, really good responses from the public. And and uh, yeah, that's that's really what that video was about for me. Wow. Yeah, I love your message. And like, you know, what your work does, it does help families because, you know, that marketing helps their business and then it helps the family. So it goes so much deeper into just marketing. Mm -hmm. um, now, do you recommend that other people do that brand story kind of thing as well? Yeah, I think it's huge. I think it's absolutely essential. Um, to the success of a business because again people buy from people right uh, yeah. like a business we have a transactional relationship with but if you can really um, really connect with your audience with your customers and clients on a emotional level that's where you build a brand right we look at some of the strongest brands like Disney um, like Apple and they have managed to create that relationship with us in a way that it goes beyond the transaction. And that is really how you build a brand, right? That's why you have people who continue to invest in the business. And um, every time the business only grows because more and more people um, just start to hop on that train, right? And then eventually where you want to be is that your clients are your walking ambassadors, right? I say that a lot where your clients are doing the work of promoting your business with their friends and family simply because they love it so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Word of mouth is the most powerful marketing source out there. Mm -hmm. um, now, where do you see all this going with your business, with your life? Like where do, where do you want to go? Where, where do you see your future going in the, you know, in the future? I really have fallen in love right now with the whole um, media and content creation side of things. You know, um, podcasting is something that I've really enjoyed um, and I, I think um, happened almost by accident, sort of, right? Like in the last six months or so. Um, and so I really want to get more into that. And that will definitely be something that I'll continue um, doing, I think, uh, even for the next, I would say five to 10 years for sure. Like it's something that you also want to give sufficient time to, for it to grow. Um, Alex Hermosi, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He makes great yeah. videos on marketing and business, um, on social media as well. And so I follow his work a lot. And, you know, he talks about when he started his podcast, he went all in and was just committed to, 
um, doing it for uh, like the next 10 years, even if it saw no results. Um, and I think taking that approach um, is, is a really healthy way of looking at it because, you know, it's something that you have to be consistent at over time um, in order to really see see those results. So that's something that I see myself doing even like over the next five to 10 years, that'll definitely continue being a big part of what I do, um, as well as just the consulting and, and coaching side of marketing, which is, again, it's, it's working with businesses on more of the strategy of what they're doing, um, which I love and am really passionate about. Um, more so than actually the done for you type services, um, really just helping businesses with the strategy behind why they're doing this or what they should be doing in their particular situation that's going to move the needle for them. I love that. Um, I have a deep question for you. Um, okay. what, is, what is the best piece of advice that you were ever given? Mm. In business or just in general? Just in general. Okay. Um, wow. There's a few, um, but definitely I would say um, just being persistent and um, just consistency. You know, um, throughout my life, I've had so many situations where it seems like I wouldn't be able to accomplish certain things. Um, and coaches or mentors, people that have been close to me that have motivated me to just be persistent. Um, there's a sticky note that I keep right above my desk. It says, I will persist until I succeed. Um, and that is a quote from uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. It's a great book for anyone that hasn't um, read it yet. I super highly recommend it. And Dean Graziosi talks about that a lot in his trainings. Um, you know, just this idea of you're going to keep going until you're successful, like no matter what happens, no matter what the outside world looks like, which I think as an entrepreneur, again, like because you're trailblazing, um, you have to have that almost, it almost has to be like unrealistic approach, you know, it, it, it has to be almost, um, I think you have to have almost a little bit of insanity <laughs> to be successful as an entrepreneur, because if someone, let's say, quote unquote, reasonable, were to look at it and be like, why are you doing that? Like, why? Right. I had so many people say that to me when I was building my business in the beginning and I was working like 16 hours a day, um, like six, six days a week and right. people being like, why are you doing this? Like what? You know, and it was. I was doing it even before I was seeing the results because I knew that eventually one day the results would be there and it would be worth it. But if you look at it from a perspective of just what's happening today, like what the reality is today is that no, at that point, it didn't make sense for me to be spending 16 hours a day on that. Right. But yeah. I knew eventually it would. So I just had to keep pushing through literally just trucking through and trusting the process that one day it would all come together and it would all make sense. And that's really the case for most businesses, right? It's how they start is literally from nothing. And you have to just go through that in order to get to the other side. Now, did you ever have a plan B? Um, no. <laughs> and I think that's really a good thing. Yeah. I think that's a good thing because, um, 
yeah, you know, like I had people tell me like, why don't you just get a job? And I like, it literally never crossed my mind. It was just like, I, it's not, it's not an option. Like it just wasn't an option. Um, I think when you can do that, um, there's no plan B like literally either I win or I win. And, you know, you might change (laughs) the approach or how you go about it, but the end goal is still the same. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I I love how you said I either win or I win. There's no way, there's no other way to to put it. Um, so I have a game that I I like to play at the end of the podcast. It's called, uh, how deep will you go? It's basically just questions, like a bunch of questions and you have, uh, up to 20 seconds to answer each question if you want it. Um, are you down to play? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. Um, what's a song you play with yourself, but never with other people? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Um, I love, um, like musicals and especially like Disney movies. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, anything, honestly, anything like Disney related, like I love, it's so like childish, but that's why I love it. It like brings me back to that inner child, like just joy and feeling happy and like really not having any care in the world is not something I would play around like friends or other people. But when I'm yeah. at home alone, yeah, I definitely crank it sometimes. <laughs> like uh, Hannah Montana or like High School Musical or something uh, like no, that? No, more like, more like old school Disney, like cartoons. Okay. Like, yeah, recently I um, rewatched the Jungle Book cartoon, like the old animated one. And okay. so that soundtrack has been playing on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what's the last compliment you gave someone? Oh, I think um, probably to my fiance, just about how much he's grown over um, like the last few months. Um, we're expecting our first daughter this summer. Wow. And so um, really just seeing him like step into that role as um, someone who's going to be a father and, um, you know, leading our little family I think he's really really brought out like different aspects and elements of his personality that um that I really appreciate and enjoy and so yeah I think um that's probably the last compliment I gave someone well uh congratulations by the way that's awesome thank you um what's what's the the favorite compliment someone has given you um Probably my confidence. Yeah, my confidence, because it's something that I struggled with for a long time in my life was feeling confident and, uh, you know, feeling like, um, like I didn't really fit in or like I was different. Um, cause I've always been a little bit like outside of the box, <laughs> even growing up, I think. And so for a lot of time I, I struggled with that confidence, but I think even in the last I would say maybe five years. It's something that I've really, really just gotten to know myself and just become so confident in who I am um, and knowing my value that it just exudes now. And so for someone to say that, um, that they can see how confident I am, it really meant a lot to me. Yeah. It takes a lot of inner work. Cause like, I know you go to like the seminars and like, we all have these limiting beliefs. Like I'm not mm-hmm. enough or like imposter syndrome and trying to be perfect and all that. So being aware of like what your limiting beliefs are, I think that's kind of where it comes from. And then you can be aware of that and then kind of take it out of you yeah. and uh, you know, just continue on, you know, just yeah. knowing that. 
Exactly, sure. which is huge. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, what's the first thing you think people notice about you? Um, good question, actually. Uh, I don't, I don't actually know how I would answer that. Um, probably I would say maybe nowadays it is my confidence, like, because that's, that's, um, feedback that I've gotten a lot, even in the last few months. And maybe even honestly, just since, um, the beginning of my pregnancy, because it's something that I've been working on even more so in the last few months um that it just stands out more i guess to people when they meet me now yeah mm, i love that um what's something simple that makes you smile um honestly just like the little things like um i love just like going for a walk when the sun is out and the weather is nice and just like getting fresh air. Um, my aunt and uncle, they live on a farm on an acreage, like out a little bit from the city. And so, um, just being able to spend time there sometimes just getting out away from the city and just like having fresh air, um, really is something I enjoy and like being out in nature. Um, I don't know, just like small things like going for coffee dates with friends or, you know, trying new food. I love food at restaurants. So, yeah, mm -hmm. just like really enjoying the moments and the little things. Yeah, I love that. I can definitely relate to that, too. So uh, where can we find you if, uh, if someone wants to find you on Instagram, social media, your podcast? Where can we find you at? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my business is Breakthrough Digital Marketing. Um, and my podcast is Breakthrough Digital Academy podcast. Um, so those are really the two main, uh, the two main places you can find me. Um, and then my personal Instagram is lucky underscore K. Um, it's been that way since I was like 16. So that's still what it is. But, um, yeah, those are really the main places that people can find me and follow along. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Alex. Um, I certainly got a lot out of this podcast, so I hope our viewers did too. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Zach.